welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. With more than 30 years of experience, America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Today is Sunday and we're doing business by the book. And I am so excited. Mr. Frank McKinney has decided that he would teach the Business by the Book session today. So I'm just super excited to have uh, another real estate investor, a fellow Christian, fellow lover of God, and someone else to kind of share and teach and give you something from their point of view. So before we do that, just Mm -hmm. let them know who you are and where to find you. Very simple. Because the rest of it's all about Jesus. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. Let's just leave it at that. My name is Frank McKinney, and um, until they enact Vatican III, I've I would love to be a priest, but in my my church I'm a Catholic. Uh, you gotta you can't be a married man and be a priest until they pass a new law. So, but but I love th- this. We just did another podcast, but this is really what I came for is to do a little bit of um, if Jesus were here today with pink hair, purple hair, and you know maybe wearing blue shoes, <laughs> what would he uh, what would he how would he address things? How would he approach things? Not the way the dogma says with the robe and the you know the sandals and the donkeys. Today, if Jesus were here, how would he approach things? And that's what we're going to do today. He would look at us and go, I gave you to a stage. I gave you an audience. And with the pink and the purple hair, you rock it. You was right. He'd be excited for no us. No judgment. That's He'd right. He'd be excited for us. All right. So uh, I do not know what we're going to talk about today. So, Frank, where are we starting there, my friend? So, as, as Dawn introduced, the reason we're attracted. Dawn? I said Dawn. I said Dawn. <laughs> I say the W very quick. <laughs> There's a reason the W is in front of the A. I know. And you know why? Because you are all woman. Oh. That's it. Listen to you. So, listen, this, um, she said that what brings us together is a love for God, fellow Christian, and real estate. In that order. Oh, yeah. God's first. Always that first. So, as we're going through our daily struggle, right? We all have struggle and strife and hardship. And I'm not going to say the C word COVID because I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, some of these troubles we bring on ourselves, they're self-imposed. We have a little self-destructive tendency, a self-destructive button. Some come from the outside and we want some relief. Yes, we do. We want change. We want, uh, we want joy. We want happiness. We want love. We were just talking about in the Bible, the second only to love is this, the, the, the reference to money or finances, which is a beautiful thing. It's, most people find that hard to believe, but it is true. Yeah. People are stunned by telling them, like, money, I said, honey, it's like... It's very important. And I'm not going to go to the money part because we're, you know, we're business people, but I'm going to go to the part, if you, if you open up your Bibles... Okay. And I'm going to do it on, oh, on my and phone. And I would like to show folks, I use a life application Bible, a new international version... And I love this one because it has the Bible verses, and at the bottom it has sort of a super layman's term to kind of help you if you're brand new. And as you know, my reference to the truth being in the red letters means everything Jesus said is in red letters. So whenever you're new to the Bible, you don't know where to start, find the red letters and start reading. Look at my version. What does it say? NIV, right? Yeah. What does that say? 
Ah, words, words of, of Christ and red, red letters. letters. <laughs> See, look at that. So we have different Bibles. Mine's really tiny. Matter of fact, I, I don't was know coming. how you read that, dude. Well, I didn't have to have glasses <laughs> until I read this Bible cover to cover without glasses. When I got done, I had to get glasses. But anyway, ah. Luke 11. I'm going to go right to it because okay. we're going to get right to the point. Luke 11, verse 5. Okay. Let me read it, and then I'm going to explain it. We don't use the word interpret because there's only one meaning in the Bible. Yeah. It's not to be interpreted. Uh, and sometimes what's wonderful about reading the Bible is things will come at you that you've read before. Or you've read this a hundred times, but something will come out a little bit differently. I love when that happens. It's, it happens all the time. I That's was, why I never get tired of the book. I, I, so that happened to me today, actually. I was getting ready to do a business by the book, and I read a verse, and I thought, I, I never, never saw heard that it that way. Yeah, it, it yeah. happened to me as I was waiting on you to get over here. I, I wrote it all down. I was like, whoa. Okay, so don't interpret, don't try to understand until we, we read through the whole thing. Okay. This is Jesus speaking. Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside the house answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't give up and give you anything. Christ says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Stop. So what that says, the way I read that, that let's let's make it you know this just happened today somebody knocks on Dawn's door in the middle of the night and Dawn's no I'm not gonna I can't come out me and Bill are in bed and, and it's too late that person keeps knocking that person is has the audacity to continue to knock at the door we didn't read on further because it goes further about knocking you it should be open and asking it will be given knock go away knock go away knock I told you I'm in bed Finally, the person continues to knock and you open the door. You didn't open the door because of your friendship with that person. You opened the door because of his or her persistence and boldness to continue to ask. It says right there, I'm not interpreting, it says right there, I, your, Christ's words were, you didn't open the door because it was a friend. You opened the door because he was audaciously persistent. So when you're on your knees and you're praying for something, how bold are your prayers? How bold are you going to speak out the date, the time, the place, the location, the amount that you are seeking? Christ did not make us to be meek or humble. He made us to speak boldly. That person at the door, obviously Christ spoke in parables because his disciples could not follow him. His apostles were not smart enough to follow him. So he always spoke in parables. That person is you knocking on the door, asking for, asking you shall receive, seek, and you shall find, knock, and it will be open to you. It doesn't open the first time you, you knock. Yeah. And if you're, if you're subtle and squeamish, I was telling this to my daughter who's in New York City looking for a job, needing a job, and I said, how bold are you being with Christ in asking for the exact job that you want, the exact amount of money that you want to be paid, when you want to get this job by, when you want to start by, how close to your house do you want this job to be? That's how bold we've got to be. 
And most people don't get that. When I read that, I, I always went down to that the rest of the passage that says, asking, you shall receive. Well, I'm asking. I mean, I'm seeking. I'm knocking, and it's not happening. Frank, you're not being bold enough. You are not pounding on that door. And that door is, is, is the door to—it's God's door. It's, it's the, the door to, to having your prayers answered. And just because we're rejected once, go away— the words Christ used was audacious. Mm, I love that. Other translations, I've read it in different Bibles, not just the NIV, use bold as a word. How bold are you going to be? So when you, listen, when you inventory your prayer at night and you're there on your knees and you're saying, please, dear God, I, I, I want more love, more peace, more happiness, more money, more joy. If you inventory your prayer, Guess what's inside that prayer? The word more. Mm. More. And, and, and some people feel guilty asking for more. It's a generous God. It's an, it, it's an unlimited God. So why not be bold and persistent and audacious in the ask? Sometimes we're a little bit like, are you sure? You know, I don't think he's going to want to give me all that. Like I, I, I want more. But, but, but when I pray, Duan, I pray, and I have. I've asked my family and others that you know I do a little Bible study with, inventory that prayer. There's, and, and, and don't feel bad that there is some form of more. Health, wealth, love, peace, happiness, joy for you or somebody you're praying for Yeah. inside that prayer. Oh, yeah. How bold are you being in praying that prayer and specific and audacious so that it wasn't because of the friendship he opened the door. He said, okay, you've made your point. Here's your three loaves of bread. Now I'm going back to bed. But the guy got what he wanted because exactly. he was bold. That passage is, it's just, especially in the times that we're living in now, why not be bold? We are told by the word, the words in red, to be bold. And I never really was bold enough. As a Catholic... You know, and all of the, and I'm still a Catholic and I'm not knocking it. There's a lot of guilt associated with that religion. We go to Catholic church. I'm an usher at a 7 a.m. mass. I've been an usher since for, for 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Right here in St. Vincent. Uh, I wasn't taught to be bold. No, and, me either. And now I, I am <clears throat> much more bold. And I can tell you the times, the house, the last house I just sold, you know, it, it was during COVID. And I was, I, have, I had debt and I had to get rid of it. And, I put, I said, God, I want that house sold before my birthday. My birthday is June 28th. It's sold on June 26th. But I was, I said, I spoke it. I spoke the price. I spoke the buyer. And it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> but I kept pounding on it. And eventually that door opened and I got it sold before my birthday. Well, see, there you go. Well, it's, you know, Bible says speak things into existence. Boldly. Boldly. No more just speaking it. Audacious. Does your Bible say audacious um, or bold? No, or what mine says say? bold. That's even better. Yeah. But yeah. it's bold and audacious mean the same thing. Boldly ask. And if you're sick, boldly ask to be healed by a certain date with a certain feeling of health in your body and continue to knock. And those three loaves of health or wealth or peace or love or happiness will be delivered to you. What if somebody is like really new and they're just like, they happened on this page today and they're like, look at those two crazy people sitting there talking about God. Like what you know? What kind of advice do you have for a person? Because a lot of people listen to Business by the Book just because they listen to the podcast. Like, oh, let me see what this Sunday thing is. And so, if you were talking to somebody brand new, didn't know Jesus, didn't really know God, didn't really understand what your Bible verse, 
What kind of advice would you give a I would tell them this. A brand new person that's like, okay, well, they're pretty crazy looking and if they can be Christians, you know, maybe I can be too. Yeah, but look at like with John the Baptist. Well, he wore camel's hair and ate locusts. I mean, so he was crazy too. <laughs> he was. <laughs> We're in good company for yeah. that. Yeah. Well, oh. and the other thing in the Bible, if you look at the twelve apostles, um, if you, those twelve apostles, if you go deep into the Bible, were given to a a uh, corporate headhunting placement firm. And their qualifications were put through to see who would be worthy of the job. You know the only one that was worthy of getting the, the, the job? Judas. Because he knew how to, he, he was of the world. He knew how to handle money. He knew how, he was the one that a corporation would look to hire. These other 11 would fail miserably. So I failed miserably. And, you know, in the Bible, there's, a, if you're not even religious, you know the story of the prodigal son. Yeah. So the prodigal son is somebody who squanders his inheritance and goes and wastes it on, you know, women and booze and, he, he, he blows his whole life, and yet the father welcomes him home. And, and it's a very moving story in the Bible. I remember reading it when I was a teenager in juvenile detention. So the first oh. time I read the Bible cover to cover was when I was in juvenile detention. And the day I finished it is the day I was released. It took, wow. me, it took me 33 days to read it, and the day I finished it was the day. And it's the longest I was in there was 33 days, and I got released after reading That's it. That's interesting, huh? God's timing was. Oh, out. and he just like he wanted me to read that, and I still have that Bible at home, by the way. I actually, when I left the, the detention center, and I, I, I had to, like, I had to take it home. It, it changed my life. You stole it. I stole it. <laughs> and my mom had it recovered and said, "My son, Savior," and he put she put the date 1980 when I was in juvenile detention. I still have it at home. But I read the story of the prodigal son, and I thought, okay, well, here's a story of a guy who who basically squanders everything and goes wayward, which we've all done before. How many times in the Bible did the prodigal son go prodigal son on his father? One time. How many times have you done it? How many times have I done it? How many times have you done it? I've done it so many times. And here in a, in a, in a world where we, we are dying for grace and love and mercy and forgiveness and redemption, the only place it can be found in unlimited number of tries and times is with Christ. And, and so, you know, my last book was a Christian romance novel that was based on the passage from the Gospel of Luke 23, four, uh, 23 verse 33 through 43, when Christ was crucified. And even though it was a romance novel, to me, the, the showing of love that Christ showed to the other thief, when the other thief turned to him and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Christ turns to a perfect stranger. He, he was being crucified, by the way, so he didn't just steal from 7-Eleven in Jerusalem. This exactly. guy did something bad. Turned to him and said, I assure you, today you'll be with me in paradise. That kind of forgiveness and redemption and grace and mercy being available to a thief who killed somebody and Christ just met him an hour ago is available to us if we ask. Always. And, and so that's why I find as a sinner saved by that grace um, who's gone prodigal son quite a few times, where else am I going to find that? I mean, if you... If you like if you cross somebody that's watching this, wouldn't that person hold that against you? He, it's very hard to find. Even when somebody crosses me, it's really hard for me not to judge and find forgiveness. I know that when I've crossed my, my moral compass, which tries to point true north but doesn't always, I can go there and seek that redemption and that, that comfort and that forgiveness and not just redemption but direction yeah. in my life. So, and the, the part that, like, we, Christ is very happy that we are individuals. Because uh -huh. if he were here, he wouldn't ask us to conform. 
he would look he knows your heart exactly it's not what you know we look like or or, or even the public frank and the public dwan and the private frank and the private dwan i am more than happy to share my faith with people um and i tell you what i i don't do it with you know you say you use what what is the passage or the, the phrase evangelize sometimes i evangelize and other times i use words like mm -hmm. i do it with actions mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so i just want people who are agnostic atheist not christian to see that man walking down the street and say you know what if that's what christ was about today who could be an individual who could care for the people in haiti the way he cares for them loves his family the way he loves still falls off the wagon and sins maybe i should look into that maybe i should emulate as we talked about in the last one yes. a little bit of that behavior because when i read the words in red which you turned me on that statement it's the most awesome statement ever thank you so much i try to emulate them that's all i just try to emulate them and we fall short but my god what a better compass than than this right here there's nothing more true than than that i mean that is powerful thank you my friend so folks uh just always, you know, if you don't know Jesus and you're new to the Bible and maybe you just got your first Bible or you're just looking online and you're reading through, read one that has the red letters. Because you hear me say all the time, oh, you know what? This is not one with the red letters. It isn't. I was looking for that. <laughs> Mine is. Yes. Yours is. Open yeah. yours up real quick. Okay. I've got, I've got three oh. Bibles down here. Here's a page with a ton of red letters. Okay, see the red letters? Get them up there. There we go. Wait, I'm still in the... There we go. Can they see it? There. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there. I was just like, where are my red letters in? So this is the one that doesn't have them. Um, so if you're new and you're like, you know, I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested in this God and this Jesus. And I hear Dwan talk about it. I hear, you know, it's all over the place. You know, Frank McKinney's talking about it too. And you really don't know what to do. Get yourself or get online and get a Bible that has the red letters. Those are all the words that were spoken by Jesus. So when you have no idea where to go or where to turn or where to start... Start with the red letters, and as you read stories like what Frank just went over, you'll get more excited, you'll learn, God will like open your heart and turn you on to things, and next thing you know, you'll be reading the whole Bible because it's fascinating. It is a fascinating book, and, and for those of so you, many e great even the New Testament, I'm sorry, the Old Testament, I mean, it's hard to get through that. Some I of it's, it. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a little X-rated. It's so graphic what they were doing before Christ came. Right. And now with the Savior coming, you know, uh, yeah. So I have read it cover to cover a couple times. And, and you can tell, like, this is this is read a lot. Uh, so just, yeah. But I think if you're not even Christian or into it, it's a fa it's a fascinating book. It's a good book. It's a hey, good book. Hey, if you want to read about murder and mayhem and craziness and, and all kinds of awful things, you need a good thriller, I'm telling you, the Bible's it. And at the end of all that is redemption <laughs> and grace. And at the end of it is redemption and grace. So for those of you that are like, you know, Antoine, I've watched you a few times and I've seen you talk about this and, and I'm interested, but I, I don't know, like, how do I accept Jesus? You know what? It's I tell you every week, it's just really so simple. You can just simply say, like, Lord, today I open my heart and I invite you in. That's it. Like, that's all you have to say. Like Frank was talking about knocking. All you have to say is just like, Jesus, I believe that, you know, you're the son of man. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rode on that third day. I want to know more about you. You don't have to give a big long, I apologize for everything in my life. All you have to do is literally just say, I open my heart. I invite you in. Take me, teach me, help me, make me a better person. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. just like that, you are what we would call saved. saved. 
And the Holy Spirit lives in you, and everything in your life will change. Once you let Jesus in, yep. all the good stuff it's all starts. Good. God will put you through some trials good. and some tribulations, yeah, like, sure. and he'll, he'll work you, yeah. but it'll be the best thing that you've ever done for you, yourself, and your family. And as, as you make that transition, for, for those of you who are new or those of you who have been with the Word for a while or in the Word for a while and been Christian for a while, um, this is not biblical, but, well, actually it kind of is. But the way I interpret it, uh, God won't do for you what you can already do for yourself. So okay. faith without works is dead. Uh, compassion without action is a waste of emotions, another thing I say. But remember, you if you're on there, your knees and you're praying for something, I say pray walking. Like do for yourself the, the power that God's given you to do for yourself. Too many people that are Christian, he's not answering me. Why is it? It's your chance, to, your opportunity to rephrase the question, get off your knees and do some of this, the gift that he's given you to take some of these burdens off your back yourself through his grace. It's not just, eh, get, pray walking. I got a guy who bought one of my books. He put a big tattoo across his stomach. He's ripped, like he looks really good and he shows it off. Pray walking. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it great? I love that. Pray She's going to get a tray walk, pray walking <laughs> tattoo. I have to get it back too. I have to get a tram stamp. I can't put it on my belly right there. Pray walking. I love that. All right, that. everybody. Yes. All right, well, pray. Hey, thank run. you for um, yes. doing the Bible study for us today. It's great. I love that and you're doing it. Check out Frank McKinney. What she's doing is bold, so follow her. Hey, God gives us a stage, and we've got to use it, and we got to use it for the right thing. So, you know me, all about Jesus. All right, guys. All right. See ya. Truth is in the red letters. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your real estate, real estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.